Welcome, welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling. It's Tina Constant here. And before I even say it, you know the jibber jabber is right at the end, which is why we're jumping right into this week's story, which is called Because of You. Now, at the top of a high, sheer cliff, lived a man who rumor had it had bones as old as the rock itself. He had been on that cliff top for so long that people were sure he was part of the mountain. Getting to the top of that mountain seemed impossible. So as you can imagine, the people in the village below made a great sport out of seeing how high anyone could get. It wasn't so much the height and the steep grade of the rock, although that was tough enough. It was that the cliff face was slippery and smooth. Where there were hand or footholds, they cracked and splintered at the slightest touch. Some said it was because the wind and the rain had pounded the cliff over the ages. But Jerusha knew it was because of the hundreds and thousands of hands and feet and clumsy grips that the previous generation of climbers had made. All of their mistakes had damaged the rock so much so that now even taking the first step for this new generation of climbers seemed an impossible task. But despite it all, Jerusha was determined to get to the top, no matter what. And not because of the game, not because of the challenge, but because she had a question to ask that old man that only he could answer. And so every day, Jerusha went to the bottom of those cliffs. She looked up to map the route and began to climb. But every day, even before she was a quarter of the way up, the mountain would defeat her and she would fall to the ground. You'll never make it. <laughs> her friends would laugh. Don't take it all so seriously. But Jerusha couldn't get that question out of her head. So there came a day where instead of climbing the rock, she sat at the bottom and thought. Plan A clearly didn't work. Neither had plan B or plan C or plan F. <laughs> For that matter, it was time she decided to come up with a whole new idea. So with paper and pencils and late nights and burnt out candles, Jerusha began to plan her ascent. <laughs> At first, her friends watched her and they were amused. <laughs> but as her plans got further and more detailed and advanced, they began to pay attention and some even joined in. And after weeks of thinking and rethinking and drawing and discussing, Jerusha was ready. She went to that cliff face, and again, instead of climbing, she began to build. Where there were no handholds and footholds, she embedded them in the rock. 
Where the cliff face seemed fragile and ready to crack, she glued and strapped the mountain to itself like she was binding a wound. Where there were ledges with eagle chicks nesting, she built cocoon covers to keep them safe. And she didn't stop until the scuffling around that mountain began to sway in the wind, at which point she pinned it to the cliffside with hooks and bolts and ropes and anchors. By now, she was so far up the mountain that she was finding it hard to breathe. The breeze had turned into a gale. The sun was degrees hotter. She had never got this high before. No one she knew had ever got this high before. It was then that Jerusha noticed that here, where few hands had been, that the surface of the cliff was no longer polished and smooth. Instead, there were the natural curves Mother Nature herself had carved. This part of the cliff had not been abused. It had not been worn or cracked, smoothed or damaged by a million climbers before. She touched the surface to find a multitude of footholds and handholds made in the natural rock, almost begging to be climbed. The gradient was still steep, the fall was still unforgiving, but standing at the final steps before the top of the mountain, it seemed that the mountain herself was saying to Jerusha, You have striven. You have thought and you have battled. You are welcome to the last few steps before you reach your goal. Let me help you. And so Jerusha left the safety of her scaffolding. She clung to the surface of the mountain and step by step she continued her climb. She was so close, so close that she could see the eaves of the old man's cottage. She could smell the smoke from his fire. She was sure <laughs> she could hear him hum a tune. But then behind her she felt the wind change. A screech in her ear was so loud and so angry that Jerusha turned her head and there, with wings as wide and mighty as the horizon itself, was the great eagle searching for her chicks and blaming Jerusha for their loss. Before Jerusha could explain that the chicks were safe in the cocoon that she herself had built them, the eagle jerked her from the cliff face, sending Jerusha tumbling and falling to the ground. Her friends watched in horror. They were halfway up the scaffolding themselves, following her lead. When they saw Jerusha plummet towards them, they all ripped off their shirts, they tied them together, they stretched them out, and between them, like a giant net, they caught Jerusha moments before she hit the ground. Her friends were about to celebrate Jerusha's rescue, but she brushed their hands away and with more urgency than ever, she climbed the scaffolding. She didn't pause until she reached the ledge where the eagle chicks nested. Jerusha pulled away the protective cover and tossed it into the air, calling to the giant eagle. 
The roar of that mighty predator was deafening. The wind from her wings made clinging to the rocks almost impossible. But Jerusha held on and watched as the eagle flew to her chicks with food in her beak and nestled down to rest. Only then did Jerusha continue to climb until finally, exhausted beyond imagination but filled with joy beyond measure, she took the last step and hauled herself to the top of that mountain. <laughs> and there sat the old man humming a tune with a pot of stew on the fire, <laughs> his cottage door open and a smile on his face. <laughs> Welcome, Jerusha, he said. I have been waiting for you. I believe you have a question. Well, <laughs> Jerusha was so tired and excited by the climb that she had almost forgotten the thing that drove her to the top of the mountain in the first place. <laughs> but now that he asked, she sat by the fire, she drank cool water from a cup, and she said to him, Why are you here? <laughs> the old man laughed. He said, What? You came all of this way to ask me that? And Jerusha nodded. That was her question. It was a question only he could answer. And so... The old man closed his eyes for a moment, and then he turned to Jerusha and said, I am here because of you. And that was all he said. He would say no more. Jerusha didn't understand, but she had climbed the mountain, so she was willing to work hard for her answers. They ate and they drank, they watched the sun go down, and as dusk settled, Jerusha climbed back to her village. Despite the hundred questions from her friends and family, Jerusha couldn't speak. She sat in silence around her fireside. She tried to sleep through the night, but she couldn't close her eyes. It was only when the sun came up the next day that a trickle of understanding entered her mind <laughs> and when it did <laughs> she laughed and the next morning she took a basket filled with bread and fruit and meat and she went back to the mountain she climbed her scaffolding and then climbed the rock she left meat for the eagle and her chicks and took the bread and fruit to the old man <laughs> again the old man welcomed her and smiled and every day jerusha climbed that mountain had breakfast with the old man and stayed until noon. Sometimes they would talk. Sometimes they would listen to the world with deep and great attention. Sometimes they would simply watch the clouds go by. But every day, Jerusha strove to that mountaintop until the day came when she climbed over the edge to see that the old man had gone. There was nothing 
but his final words written on a small note under a stone. Why are you here? The old man had written. Jerusha sat by the fire and watched the sun go down. She pondered that question for a day and a month and a year. During that time, others used her scaffolding and footholds and tried to scale that mountain. And after many attempts, someone did make it. He sat by the fire and <laughs> drank cool water from a cup, looked around the new horizon and said to Jerusha, Why are you here? <laughs> and Jerusha smiled and said, I am here because of you. Then she turned to her guest and said, And you, why are you here? <laughs> and the man laughed. <laughs> I am here because of you. <laughs> ah, there you go. Ah, what another week. Here we are. At the time of recording, we are in October, heading towards <laughs> another end of year. And uh, we're all here because of each other. Gosh, nothing happens in isolation, right? Okay, beautiful people, hug everybody you love. Take time today to feel the wind on your face. <laughs> and I will see you next time for something else weird and wonderful from the land of waffle free. <laughs> oh, drop round to www.tinaconstant.com. Uh, you'll find all sorts of stuff uh, in the un on the weekend. You'll see a tab for the weekend. That's where you'll find all of the waffle free shenanigans. All right, have a splendid time. Big hugs to everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>